Hello, and welcome to another episode of Interactions, a podcast about law and religion and how they interact in the world around us. It's Monday, February 7th, and today we take a closer look at the mainstreaming of alt-right media. In her article for Canopy Forum, Sarah Riccardi-Swartz considers Trump's announcement of his new social media platform, Truth Social, and traces the long history of alt-right media in America, from apps like Parler to Rush Limbaugh. The far right is looking for a digital alternative to mainstream media platforms where they are viewed as social outliers, Schwartz writes. They are seeking alternative spaces where their radical ideas, conversations, and events will be viewed as normative and mainstream. What does the future hold for alt-right social media platforms? Are alt-right media spaces such as Truth Social protected under the First Amendment? All this and more on today's episode of Interactions. I'm Janet Metzger. We live in a world where the Taliban has a huge presence on Twitter, yet your favorite American president has been silenced. This is unacceptable, said former President Trump in a press release issued through his new technology corporation in mid-October 2021. Nodding to his permanent suspension from Twitter in the days following the January 6th Capitol insurrection, Trump went on to announce the creation of Truth Social, a digital space created to support freedom of speech and the open exchange of ideas. This marshalling of the notion of truth as the primary reason for founding his new social media platform signals to us that Trump is looking for ways to resuscitate his fading big lie, the notion harbored by some Trump supporters that Trump was the rightful winner of the 2020 presidential election. One of these resuscitation efforts seems to be the curation of a social space that adheres to no truth but his own. With Truth Social, Trump is attempting to reinvigorate the narrative of social suppression and political marginalization so often used by those on the far right. Trump claims to his followers that the only way forward, the only way for patriots to freely express their opinions, is to take part in his new corporate venture. I'm excited to soon begin sharing my thoughts on Truth Social and to fight back against big tech, Trump proclaimed. Everyone asks me, why doesn't someone stand up to big tech? Well, we will be soon. As society becomes more intimately tied to digital technology, Americans have become increasingly concerned over the role technological corporations and platforms play in our digitized world and have often called for reform. Data privacy concerns, ethics violations, and the role of Internet giants as potential social disciplinarians have spurred an increasing interest in utilizing antitrust laws to rein in digital monopolies that possess excessive power and mechanisms of public control. To say the least, there are deep social, ethical, and political concerns over the role of technology in our daily lives. And yet, 
These are not the concerns or ethical battles Trump is tackling with Truth Social. Instead, Trump is concerned on an individual level that his First Amendment rights have been violated. While Trump's summer 2021 lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter, and Google for wrongful censorship and infringement on his freedom of speech still lingers in the courts, the former reality star and president is once again using technology as his bully pulpit. The language of rights in his lawsuits, and especially in relationship to Truth Social, is a mere foil for Trump's actual goal of giving himself and his ideological base a louder technological voice. Trump's grousing about his deplatforming from Twitter and his use of the courts to try and regain his vocal space and followers on public platforms is a window into the far right's discontent with technology yet simultaneous impulse to use that technology as a way to marshal their ideological, often religiously inclined, bases. Yet Trump is not alone in his need for and desire to transform social media. In reaction to the technological crackdown on conspiracy theories, hate speech, and dis- or misinformation, Far-right ideologues have begun looking for spaces where their ideas, opinions, conspiracy theories, and even violent political imaginaries can freely take shape. The far-right, as a growing ideological collective, is looking for a digital alternative to mainstream media platforms where they are viewed as social outliers. They are seeking alternative spaces where their radical ideas, conversations, and events will be viewed as normative and mainstream. To be certain, alt-media already exists. Andrew Torba's Gab, a platform with an emphasis on free speech, has long been a favorite of Christian nationalists, anti-Semitic conspiracy theorists, and political reactionaries of all stripes. Telegram, a Russian-owned media platform, is used by former President Trump and other far-right politicians, neo-Nazis, and anti-vaccine advocates. Along with Parler and Getter, Gab and Telegram have been successful in creating media spaces that have a wide usership among political outliers. It is important to understand that alt-media platforms are not an invention of the 21st century. They are a recapitulation of successful conservative media worlds that have already helped create and sustain partisan, even polarized, audiences. The U.S. has a long history of conservative and right-wing media content, often religiously inclined, and hosted through print, radio, television, and digital platforms. From William F. Buckley to Rush Limbaugh, the 20th century saw a wide range of ideologically conservative, tech-savvy public figures using media to spread their political messages, party values, and often a curatorial moral rubric that might expedite their revision of the social sphere. Many of those key figures seemingly paved the way for media polarization and the rise of alt-right media celebrities today. 
the foothold that contemporary figures such as Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, Nicholas Fuentes, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and even Jordan Peterson have in right-wing and alt-right social media circles may not have been possible without the technological labor of their predecessors. As the ideological veracity of the far right increases, their media content becomes more volatile, more weaponized, and more transparent in its ill intent. This all combines to make the use of mainstream media untenable for their political malintent. At the same time, however, using mainstream media often provides them the social respectability or acceptability they need to continue growing their audiences and bases. Perhaps this, in the end, is what Truth Social is all about. Trump's Truth Social goes one step beyond the current alt-media platforms by using a rhetoric of truth as a lure. It appeals to potential users who feel as if their opinions, beliefs, and ideas cannot or should not be shared freely on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. This appeal to truth, particularly in our post-truth moment, seemingly positions Trump's media platform as safe space for his followers who might view the mainstream social media offerings as spaces of cybernetic censorship. Yet, in spite of Trump's heavy focus on freedom, truth, and independent media formations, the terms of service for Truth Social, a product of Trump Media and Technology Group, indicates that freedom of speech on the site is limited, noting that users are not allowed to disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us and or the site. This blatant dismissal of dissent is not simply an expression of Trump's inability to handle critique in his new digital home. Rather, it is a manifestation of his authoritarian technique. Using the language of truth and freedom, Truth Social creates a space in which freedom is curated, controlled, and ultimately censored. Time will tell if users will be censored over political content, misinformation, and conspiracy theories, or if the only unforgivable sin on the site will be those committed against Trump and his company through critique. We'll be right back after the break. Hi, Interactions listeners. This is Justin Laterell at the Center for the Study of Law and Religion. If you like this episode and want to learn more about the interactions of law and religion around the world, check out the link to our book brochure in the podcast description. There you'll find over 40 new titles like God and the Illegal Alien by Robert Heimberger and Michael Perry's new book on human rights, democracy, and constitutionalism. Each title includes a short description and a link to buy the book online. Thanks for listening to Interactions. The announcement of Truth Social 
certainly reinvigorates our interest in Trump's effect on American sociality in digital spaces. But it also gestures to larger, broader issues of conspiracism and political radicalization, the prominence of Christian nationalism ideologies on social media, and the digitization of social communication. Certainly, Truth Social has a public presence in our national consciousness because of its founder. Yet, far-right communities are already in conversation with each other via mainstream social media and on the dark web. As a scholar who writes about religion, media, and technology, I see these communications firsthand on a daily basis. In my own research on far-right Russian Orthodox communities in the United States and their digital movements, it is evident that current media modalities are vehicles through which they connect and spread dis- or misinformation. The rapid, often instantaneous connections forged by community members through media platforms means that the social discourse of both religion and politics is shifting. And with that shift comes a transformation in how political, social, and theological authority is gained, assessed, or refused. Among far-right Orthodox Christians, I have found that virtually mediated encounters provide global avenues for religio-political solidarity and transformation, while also serving as gateways to conspiratorial content and propaganda that have increasingly become part of digital and public social discourse used by far-right compatriots. Ideological beliefs shared by far-right Orthodox Christians on Twitter are part of the larger circulation of radicalized conservative politics that have become more legible around the world through processes of digital globalization. Media are mechanisms through which social connectivity becomes easier, with the distance being covered through a few simple keystrokes. This is, perhaps, the most terrifying aspect of Truth Social. It provides yet another platform for users to have ready access to potentially oppressive, hateful, and even violent ideas with seemingly far less oversight than on mainstream social media outlets. That, of course, creates the perfect digital incubator for ideas, manifestos, and content that can easily be mainstreamed in daily life with damning and potentially horrific results. Given the ongoing investigations into Trump's media group by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, it is unclear if Truth Social will ever fully launch. Despite the investigations, Trump media announced recently that Republican Representative Devin Nunes, a supporter of Trump through both the Russian election probes of 2016 and the impeachment in 2019, would become the company's CEO in 2022. In the press release regarding Nunes, Trump noted, Congressman Devin Nunes is a fighter and a leader. He will make an excellent CEO of TMTG. Devin understands that we must stop the liberal media and big tech from destroying the freedoms that make America great. America is ready for truth social and the end to censorship and political discrimination. 
Trump's emphasis on defeating the so-called liberal media is a reminder that Truth Social is but a digital extension of his authoritarian politics while in office. It is ironic that Trump, a purveyor of the big lie, would use Truth as the name for his new media world. In the end, it seems as if Truth functions as Trump's gloss for reactive ideology. For Trump, Truth is not about the preservation of a shared social reality, nor is it about finding a way from the growing truth divide. Rather, it is about curation, control, and combat. Whether or not Truth Social succeeds or fails, it is but another indication of how mainstream the far right has seemingly become in the American public sphere. That was The Mainstreaming of Alt-Right Media by Sarah Riccardi Swartz. You can find the full article on Canopy Forum by following the link in the episode description. Canopy Forum and the Interactions podcast are distributed by the Center for the Study of Law and Religion at Emory University and produced by Anna Knudsen. I am your narrator, Janet Metzger. You can follow Canopy Forum on Twitter or Facebook and subscribe to Interactions on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening.